All right. We are back with episode two of Records and Rides. Rides and Records. Relationship <laughs> topics. Relationship topics. And I am back. I am Bobby. And I'm here with my queen, Miss Amy. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so tonight, um, we had a wild hair up our ass and we thought... <laughs> Possibly that we would talk about this particular topic here. How do you know when it's over? When it's all the way over. When it's all the way over. Mm -hmm. There's no turning back. It has officially ended. And then what are the circumstances that would cause said person to end a relationship what and what leads up to those relationships so let's just start off what are a couple of ways that you believe could quite possibly end a relationship top let's say top three reasons and then i'll give you my top three reasons top three reasons that an, a relationship would end yes. not what we're going through or anything like that just mm -mm. the reasons it would end mm-hmm Blatant infidelity. Okay. Big words. Big words. Cheating. I mean that if that's if we need to use small ones. Cheating. No, I know I got it when you said it. I was <laughs> um a malice lie. A malice lie. Okay, explain that one. So I'm going to the golf course. That's what you say to me. Mm -hmm. But you're really going to have drinks with coworkers. And there's no infidelity. There's none of that. It's just a malice lie because you think I'm going to react a certain way because you're going to have drinks with coworkers as opposed to going to the golf course. Okay. So a mal like a lie with malice intention. Now, to hide or to, to cover up. Okay. Now, okay, no, number three. Number three. I don't know, I'm really forgiving, so... There's a... There... Just for the, those at home, the reason there was a pause is because when she was really forgiving, my eyes went, like, buck wide open. So, continue. No, I, but I am, because I don't... I don't know of anything that would be outside of, because a malice lie, outside of sexual infidelity, right. a malice lie is still an infidelity. A malice lie is still infidelity. Right. It's still doing something with the intention of hiding it. Okay, so if you're saying that, what is your definition of infidelity? Barring... Barring the blatant sexual content of that particular word. If I didn't know your best friend was a woman. Because you didn't want me to know she was a woman because you actually had sexual... Intent? Intentions with her. Okay, okay. I can feel that. I can feel but that. But you're texting her regularly. You're calling her on the regular. You know, all these, oh, I got to talk to my best friend, but I don't know her name or his name. And then I find out she's a female because you've seen her naked or whatever. Like, I get having opposite sex best friends mm -hmm. because we're both in that situation. We Correct. have that. Mm -hmm. 
but there's no sexual intention. Mm. You've met my best friend. I've met your best friend. We understand where we stand with that. Right. But I'm not texting him and you're not texting her with a, hey, send me a dick pic or hey, you want a dirty talk later? Like that's... That's not how that works. Right. So a malice intentional lie to me is the same as an infidelity, just not always sexual. So want to have drinks with your friends. If you were in a controlling relationship where you weren't allowed to have friends, mm. but you were allowed to go play golf, mm. you would tell me, maybe I'm going to play golf, but you really going to hang out with friends. Mm. What, it, no sexual intention or anything. You're, you're male best friends that you have. Mm. You want to hide that from me because I'm controlling and I'm overbearing and I'm this, that, and the third, and I don't want you to spend time with anybody but me. You're still spending time with them, but you had to you had to tell me a malice lie to protect yourself. That's the difference in infidelity and malice intentional lying. Okay. In okay. my opinion. So there's not a number three. No, because infidelity, sexual infidelity would be really the only reason. Top tier. Not just top tier, but the serious pinnacle of the only reason it would be over, over for me. Okay. I'll give you my top, top three. three. Okay. <clears throat> so you and I are similar in the, in the thought that infidelity is always on the table. Right for reasons why it should be over. Number two, just lying in general to me over time, because if you know, if we know who we are, right, mm -hmm. and we know that we have told some whoppers in our day, in the sense that we're trying to a cover up, b look better, or c just don't want anybody to know the truth. But that's outside the realm of a relationship, it's right? It's outside of ourselves, right. each right, other. Right, right, right. So, like, if I, like we were saying the other day, like, if I tell a story... We to, extrapolate we a little to We extrapolate a little bit to, to give it a little bit of drama, Oof. a little bit of sizzle. Right. Now, in the context <coughs> of that... The truth is still there. There's just a little exuberation there's, there's, of it. There's better words used, and it makes it seem bigger than what it is. Correct. Right? A little more dramatic. But lying in general to your partner, to me, mm -mm. is just, but why? But why? Because if, if your partner is your person, then they love you for who you are. There's no reason. There's no reason to lie. Like, the simplest things to me are things like... Eating your lunch. <laughs> if you make me a lunch and I go to work <coughs> and I think you're a shitty cook <clears throat> and when I get home, you ask me, did you eat your lunch today? And I go, oh yeah, I ate it. Knowing damn well that every piece of what I was getting ready to eat went directly in the trash. Meaning, I took the top off, I got another bag, and I put it in there, and I still looked around, because I know I'm doing something I ain't got no business doing, mm. and then I come home and look you dead in the face and go, yeah, I ate it. 
Okay, but some men, some men would say, I have to lie to my woman. No. She stands in front of the mirror and no. she goes, do I look fat in this? Now, you and I know Oh, no, no, no. Now, hold on for a second. That is perception. That is perception. Perception is reality. Correct. But my perception of my partner, if I'm truly telling the truth, then I can say exactly what's on my mind and go, well, you know what? But it's all in the delivery. You can still tell the truth, but you can deliver that message yeah, in such a manner yeah. to where you're not you're really you're not fibbing or you're not white lying. Mm -hmm. You're just you're telling it to you're you're giving it to him with sugar on the end of it. <laughs> okay. You know, with a little bit of sugar. Hey, does this look fat on me? No, babe. It's just not your dress. No. <laughs> Uh, we've never had that right, conversation. Right, so it's okay, but, right. Okay, because I'm not going to ask you that. I either feel good or I don't feel but, good. But if I'm, we're, for instance, I'm, I'm a different breed. So. Like, but if we're talking about movies, and I watch, like, I watched Halloween by Rob Zombie today, which, by the way, everybody is a good movie. <laughs> the the ending, the pissed, director's cut ending, the, the the director's cut is not as good as the commercial cut, and I think the commercial cut is better. And then I watch Halloween two, which I'm still involved in but I got I'm bored with it and I can I can tell you that without your feelings getting in your feelings about a movie but when it comes to something that is far more valuable to you like your personality confidence. your confidence and all of that I have to change how I deliver it yeah but if I if we go to a movie and you was like oh that movie was good I'm gonna go Man, that movie was shit. <laughs> you even paid this money, blah, blah, blah. Bobby, it wasn't that bad. It was that bad. You know, we just keep going on and on. Mm -hmm. Now, number three mm -hmm. is progression. Progression. Okay. Progression in life, whether it's emotional pro progression, whether it's financial progression, whether it's job stability progression, kid progression, whatever it is, as a unit, when you get when you sign up and say, I'm going to be this person's partner or you're gonna be this person's fiance, um, you get married, progression has to happen. And when one person is unwilling to go the distance and progress with the other person, then we have that imbalance Correct. of the scales and someone's carrying someone else and then there's and there's resentment yeah and then it carries over into the lie and then it carries right over into infidelity because if there's no progression and you're not doing anything someone and else then i see somebody else that's yeah. doing it now like i like we always said the 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 grass is green where you water it correct but in this particular instance when there's no progression and you've tried everything, hey, um, hey, today I, f I feel... But we've also had the conversation that's 100-100 because right. the grass might be green for, Correct. for me because I'm watering it. Right, but you have just but made it, my point. 100-100, if we're going to progress, we're going to do it together. Correct. So 100% of what I have and 100% of what you have makes us a team. And as a team, there, of course, there's going to be confliction. Of course, there's going to be compromise. Of course, there's going to be all those things, right? Of course. But at the end of the day, we both have individual goals, 
but those individual goals align. are in are in line with mm -hmm. the one goal, which is progression. Correct. So those are my top three of reasons why we'd be over. So when do you know that it's over? I think it depends on the situation, right? Okay. <coughs> now, I'm going to speak from the male perspective. Okay. Um, when it's over, it can be over without any of the three things or the three Correct. things that you've stated. It can be over without those things. Absolutely. I don't disagree. It could be, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know what bag I was getting after two years. I didn't know that she likes to dig in her nose. I, I mean, that sounds, that sounds crazy, but. Okay. You, when, I mean, after you live with somebody for a certain amount oh, you of time, you find out certain things. Like for instance, I got hemorrhoids. You know what I'm saying? And I and I but I'm honest about the shit. And I was like, look, babe, my asshole hurt. I got hemorrhoids. I guess I need you to get me some preparation H. But the difference is, is if I didn't say that and I tried to hide it, and then you go in the cabinet and find preparation H and you like, somebody fucking you in the ass. What was what is this shit? What, what's going on? I'm, right? I'm not quite that judgy. But, but how okay. but how men know it's over is or let me put it like from my perspective and my experience. Um, as a man. As a man. When I know it's over is when the routine changes. Whose routine? The woman's routine. Such as? If for nine years you wake up every morning to go to work and you don't put on a lick of makeup. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue. Now, only times you put on makeup. Same job, right? Same we're job. Not, we're not, There's no some change. Some jobs do require you sure, different levels sure. presentable. And you're right, but that's a conversation that you would have had. You, you would have had. Correct. Hey, look, um, the new job requires us to have our face done because it's a, 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 a facing company to where we're in people's faces and they want us to look our best. Like if you're in fashion or you're on TV yes. or if you're in the entertainment industry, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up putting some makeup, whether it's to be on camera, whether it's to be out in public. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going to put on makeup. But it's still a conversation that's had. You're of saying course. same job, nine years, routine is you don't put on a stick of, a and, stitch of makeup. And then, and then, you have makeup. Well, all women have right. Makeup. You have makeup. Wait, Weddings and funerals. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't use any of it except for special occasions. Correct. Now, me being the man, I know that. But then, all of a sudden, within an instant, you're Routine. waking up. You're waking up earlier in the morning to put on makeup. Something simple like that. Or the routine was is that I woke up in the morning to drive you to. If you worked in, like we live in Virginia, if you work in D.C., ain't nobody driving from Fredericksburg to D.C. Some people do, but most people ride what? The metro. They ride the train. Mm -hmm. So get up in the morning. Go to Springfield, drive, jump on the metro. Drive to the, the, the metro oh, right out oh, here. Oh, yeah, right here, yeah, yeah. Take you right to D.C. Mm -hmm. I come back and I pick you up, right? Right, well, yeah. But let's say, let's say after same job, same train, you don't want me to drop you off anymore. So it's about the routine. <clears throat> and those are little things when you kind of go, 
what's happening and as they start to carry over and then things start changing so fast that you're unaware as to what's going on and then you broach the topic and then you find out that's when you know it's over that's when you know it's over because when you have a conversation with somebody about why things are changing and their answer is i i don't know no you know you but every but everything in your life is changing we you we try to do you, as a married couple sometimes you do things together that don't work for instance like working out one of you may like to work out the other one may not but as an antithesis to you know try to create a bond and you know getting Enjoy stronger what than, somebody what your partner you start doing. you start doing that and then you both say eh, this is not what we right, expect you're gonna go to the gym i'm gonna go do this right but let's say you never go to the gym anymore you don't do it anymore and then all of a sudden coming home work later and later you go into the gym, coming home, getting changed, taking a change of clothes to go to the gym, which you've never done before. And it's not a conversation that we had. It just occurs. It just, <coughs> it just happens. It just happens, right? So it's all in when the routine happens and then when you have the conversation, why is this changing? And the answer is you don't know. Every man, at least that I know, but their perception is this is over but that's when a woman is leaving you correct so so let's take the question to when do you know it's over because oh, if I'm you're leaving? saying it's over when do you draw that definitive line as a man because i i've got an answer for both for female well for, for my my form of for for, for mine for mine if when i know it's over is like i said before it's when the person that i'm with has no desire to do anything else besides what it is they're doing. And the routine stays the same, but there's no progression. But and there the, are there are times in every relationship that you get settled into a new job or course. you've had the same job for this of long course. and so has your partner and it just works. So it's not necessarily a lack of progression in the work aspect, but you're saying growing I'm saying Growing in a relationship when the, when the connective tissue is no longer there. And I feel like I've done everything I can do. Now I get to have the conversation like, this is not working. Because nothing's moving. Everything's stale. Everything. Emotional, spiritual. Everything. Just Sexual, the whole it. thing. Okay. So, female perception, uh, perception, the female perception of it, my personal one, is... When we've had conversations as a couple <coughs> of you're not helping me with this, you're not doing what you did when you were courting me, you're, you're stale or stagnant. And I feel like our, again, progression, right? So when I feel like our relationship is stale or stagnant because we've stayed in this plateau for so long mm. and we have that conversation but then nothing on your side changes I try I don't I will never not love you because I'm in love with you 
I will never not love you. I will never not love the man that I made a child with. Doesn't mean I need to talk to him. Mm. Doesn't mean that I need to be in a relationship with him. Doesn't mean that I have to have any kind of civility with him at all. But when, from a woman's perception, my, my, my specific one, because I'm one in a million. No, she really is one in a million. I, as you roll your eyes, I, I will try and I will try and I will give and we can have conversations and I will change to help you. But if you're not changing to help me so that we can help us. We're saying the same thing. When I'm done crying, when I'm done yelling, when I'm done fighting for <coughs> us and you say something left side of your face and I go, okay. Oh, it's over. So in, in that vein, like we all have the plateaus and the progression. Oh, of course. And, yes, yes, And yes. those things change. But to get to <coughs> the, the meat of the topic, um, Let's give a circumstance. Okay. A situation. A situation. What is a situation <laughs> besides besides infidelity, lying, or progression? Lack of. Lack of that would <clears throat> that would cause a person to not or to cause someone to say, This is over. Seeing the other person's true self. And Ooh. it's not what you expected. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Because that's not what they showed you in the first six to eight months. So so is that the reason why some women like wait a while before they I'm 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 quoting let those walls down enough. <coughs> um I don't know that it's just women. Mm. I don't know that it's just women. Uh, there was something my mother told me. Now, you, I guess everybody's going to know, but you know that I was married to the gay guy a couple of streets mm -hmm, down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I was 16 to get emancipated. Correct. Um, I did that because I was grown. I was working two jobs, you know, going to school, all that, this, that, and that. Or at least she thought she was. Right. We'll there, there were a lot of walls, mm -hmm. and I had a rule of thumb that I'm going to be a friend to somebody, and then I'm going to date them. And then I didn't do that with my ex-husband. And How'd that work out for you? So, well, he is my ex-husband. <laughs> my mother, after dating my ex-husband for four months mm -hmm. moved in with him mm. and my mother went don't think about getting married till you've been living with him for a year because now mind you her generation my grandmother's generation you got married before you lived together before mm -hmm. you had sex before you did right. any of these things right, because right, that, right. that that was not that was a no-no right no it was, it was a big deal now mind you it still happened but it was hush hush when it did happen. No, nobody said. We anything. we didn't talk about that. We didn't we didn't we didn't um, we didn't know that Norman. But no, Norman my, Jean my mother was living with Bob. <laughs> my mother did tell me you need to live with somebody for a year mm -hmm. and not just date them, not go on dates, and and live separately. But you need to live together for a year, sharing space because the way he eats, the way he leaves his dirty socks on the floor, the way he doesn't take the trash, even though you have to remind him seven times, but. 
you shouldn't have to remind him because it's a shared responsibility of the household. I would agree or with that. whether he keeps a job mm. and then decides he's going to become a kept man because you've allowed that to be a thing. Because the bills still have to be paid whether he's there or not. But now he's gotten comfortable. So you need to be with somebody long enough to know their true self. Anybody can hide who they are for six to eight months. Anybody can do it. Everybody can put a face on for six to eight months. You can tell different jokes for six to eight months. You can change your outfit six to eight months out of the year. You can act a certain way, but at some point, there's going to come a breaking point that reality and your mask meet, and that's usually mm. between that six mm. and eight month mark. No, that, that's real. Mm-hmm. So at that point... Mm -hmm. Then that your partner gets to decide, is this who I really fell in love with? Or is this somebody that I can't even tolerate in my space? I love them because I've been with this, them this now long and, and I've built a relationship and feelings for them. Now, hold on for a second. <clears throat> now, there, every man and female, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. puts on a little bit of a face on a first date, second date third date, fourth date. Now, before you say anything, I know you're going to say that it's not me because I'm one in a million. But that's, that, is, that is within itself a BS statement. Let me explain. Everyone puts up walls. Whether it's their, their real walls or whether, or, or whether it's their true self. You haven't shown your true self until maybe four to five months down the road. You're talking you and I. No, I'm not talking okay, you and okay, I. I'm okay. talking objectively. Okay. I'm talking objectively. Whether it's emotionally you don't want to show yourself or it's, it's, it's physically you don't want to show yourself. Prime example. Prime example. We've been, not you and I, just In hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> you have a couple that's been dating for six months. Okay. They're not living together, but they're at each other's house all the time. Mm -hmm. And you ask yourself, or the other person asks themselves, I ain't never seen this person shit. Okay. Why is that? There's some people that have been married 20 years, 40 that's, years, and that's never the seen most, the other person shit. That is the craziest no, shit that I've ever... No, it's a generational ever, thing. Man, okay, we're not talking generation. We're talking about okay, okay, present time. Okay, present, present. Right? So... And for you and for for you and me, it was one month in. <laughs> it wasn't even a and, whole month. <laughs> and we talking to one another. Oh, I was whole pooping. You was on the bed. <laughs> I was like brushing. Are you shitting right now? <laughs> Look, my, my, but you're not gonna watch me wipe. No, no. Like, I, I, that's, I, still a whole that's still a whole thing, <laughs> and that's fine. But I know that ahead of time, right? I didn't warn you. <laughs> but here's what I'm gonna say. Most people, men and women, mm -hmm. will put up fronts. To, to shield mm, themselves. A front and a wall is something different. Front and a wall, same thing. No, it no, means the same thing. Time out. Because you still got, and because I have a lot of walls. I'm an abuse victim. I'm a rape survivor. All of these things, right? Right, but we're not talking a, just about you. Okay, but in general, okay, one in ten women okay. have experienced at least okay. a third of what I've experienced in my life. Correct. So, an overall view of mm -hmm. 
the PTSD and the walls that women put up because of what they've been through. Me and probably 50% of other women, maybe 60% of other women who want to truly find their human, Mm -hmm. even though our walls are up, what we're allowing you to see is still the authentic portion of ourself. Just because we're not being raw and vulnerable and crying and letting you know all of our deep, dark secrets doesn't mean that what we're giving you isn't real. No, no, no. See, and I think you, you're misinterpreting what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm saying is, is in the beginning, whether it's emotional, physical, or... Um, that's going to bug you all the time. All the time. <laughs> um, whether it's emotional, <laughs> physical, or... Um, sexual. Sexual. You don't get all of the person up front. No. So, after those six months... As you start to see everything in its in its totality. But my statement was good word. My statement was I get to see the real you. That that's not Granted, granted. But at some point and let's just say that none of none of the things that you had mentioned before, like taking the trash or this, that, and even mm-hmm. dirty socks and all. Let's say all of those things are not deal breakers, right? Right. And we'll, we'll get to They're tolerable. We'll get um, we'll get imperfections. to we'll get to what's actually deal breakers mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it's it's a deal breaker and it's going to be a wrap, right? Right. So I don't know if you want to do that, but we could do that. But um, <laughs> I think that if if you look at someone in their whole totality, how how in the world could you go from I'm in love with this person? And because they don't change their left sock, I got some issues. So left sock is minute, just like you were saying a moment ago. The dirty socks on the floor, the fact that someone doesn't put their empty hangers in the same space, they just pull their shirt off the hanger and leave it chilling in the middle of the closet, it's not a deal breaker. Right. It's a small frustration. But what I mean is, someone who's going to put your hands on you, they're going to do it in six to eight months because you're going to push that boundary because now you're in their space all the time. Right, right. You're going to see the real them. Someone who doesn't wipe their, their underwear or, or or wipe their ass and their underwear's got shit stains in it and, and they're hiding it or now you're doing laundry together and you see it like and you question it and now they're embarrassed and it's just like don't be too proud because this this is this is us. This is the whole thing. This this is me. This is you. This is me. This is This is real. This is raw. Like are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor? Like, but what I'm saying is the little imperfections that make our partners perfect and frustrate the shit out of us on a daily basis is what makes it work. But, but there are things putting your hands on each other. Right. But excluding, excluding the, the obvious the obvious. Okay. Right? Your hands on somebody, infidelity, they got a whole ass family in fucking Michigan. <laughs> uh, uh, a whole they're, second family. They're, they're, they're on the down low. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, like for instance, um, previous relationships, so they told me up front, hey, I'm bisexual. So I just need you to know that up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Right? Why is that? Why why is that important? Well, because 
you may catch me in the bed with a woman one day when you come home from work. I mean, that's why that, like, legitimately, if she was being real, that would be... Then on the flip side of that, for men, it's a whole other damn conversation for... And and, and I, I look, I can't get in, into the, the whole uh, minutia of what that is, but when a man says to his female up front, hey, I sleep with men as well, mm-hmm. I... For a lot of women, that's an issue. For a lot of women. you There is a small percentage of women who can actually look another man in the eye and go, that's okay. Small percentage. And the only reason I know that is because... I've had I've had gay friends or bisexual male friends mm-hmm. that have had these conversations that said, "Hey, I like I like men, but I also like women." Right? And every time they do that, um they're like, "Oh my god, how do, how can you do both of those things?" So you- so no. <clears throat> and I I believe it or not, I'm in the the small fraction of women that mm-hmm. would understand it, but sure. there would be precursors. Have you been tested? Do you use protection? Do you... So that's the... And a lot of women are very, very afraid. But again, but again, why is that not the same? Because that's not the first thought that men think when a woman says they're bisexual. Have you been tested? Have you been Male-to-male interaction is a stronger transmission... Of HIV and AIDS. Okay, hold on. Do you know that's like saying that's like saying that HIV and AIDS are synonymous with gay sex, which is not, not a true synonymous. Statement. I didn't say that. I said it's a stronger transmission okay, rate. Now you're gonna because have because it's still transmittable between you and correct, I. Correct, but you're gonna have to validate that statement with some with some proof. So we're gonna jump off of that because I don't know if that's if that's the truth. I think that that's the feeling. That women. That is what the media has told us. Okay, whether that's true or not is 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 relevant in this is not relevant in this particular discussion because but, it's a double standard. Correct. It is a double. No, it's absolutely a double okay. standard. Okay, so you'll agree that oh yeah, a man would love to have two women in bed, but a woman unless she's unless she is the center of attention for double penetration doesn't want two men in the bedroom. Correct. But I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, you asked a question. I'm yeah, just right, right. answering. Now, now, getting back to the original. But barring all of those things, mm-hmm. right? Do people tend to not tell each other it's over out of obligation or out of fear? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Hey, Bobby, that was a really good question. <laughs> I'm just going to put that on my board. Thank you. Um... It depends on where they are in their relationship. Let's say, let's say it's us. Let's say okay. we're seven months in, which we are, and I've already proposed, mm-hmm. and we're about to get married, mm-hmm. and I, and we're in this space, and one of us feels like, oh shit, oh shit, I, I. I love him, but I don't know if I want to, or I love him, or I love her, but I don't know if I want to do this. Mm-hmm. How do you broach that topic 
even after all of this shit you done said and all of the stuff that you that that the other person not just us but in relationship has shown as reciprocated done we didn't <laughs> did this and all this and now you all of a sudden you got fucking cold feet and now it's I, either obligation or it's fear i think that if it were me yeah if it were me going i i don't know if i can do this i i personally would have to step back and go why can't i do this what is you he, would evaluate i would what is what is he doing or what am i doing or not doing vice versa mm-hmm. that's making me uncomfortable with us getting married or living together or just just existing in, in each other's space and time all of the time did you evaluate was it was there a moment in any previous relationship where you took a step back and had to evaluate or were you way too emotionally invested to where you couldn't evaluate and then make a decision and and tell me and tell me was it was it fear or was it obligation so i evaluated with my ex mm-hmm. voldemort too voldemort too just hint, hint, everybody. When we talk about our exes, we always consider them Voldemort number. She, she who shall not be named, or he who shall not be named, and we call them the Voldemorts of our lives. So, just in case you don't understand the reference, but continue. Voldemort two was my last relationship Correct. for you. Um, I I'm scoot up. We were together for Oops. Ooh. eight eight years. Mm. Yeah, almost eight, almost eight and a half, almost almost nine. So eight and a half, almost mm-hmm. nine years. And at year seven, mm-hmm. I probably evaluated, <laughs> and I stayed out of obligation. At year eight and a half. Now, what were some precursor reasons why you stayed out of obligation? What was he wasn't ho- working. He didn't have custody of his children. His mm-hmm. children depended on me financially and emotionally for a lot of things um and i didn't feel that it was their fault and it wasn't it was not their fault in any any description of the word of being faulted Mm -hmm. um i had been in their lives for seven years i've watched them grow up i helped raise them i took them puberty stuff to school like like i they have my they still have my number they still call me Mm. shit his ex-wife calls me Mm. i mean Mm-hmm. Dan, uh, Danielle. Correct. Okay. Um, but at that point, it was obligation because he, like I said, he wasn't working. I'm not going to put somebody out on the street. I've been homeless. I'm not gonna, not. I, I don't want to do that to somebody. So else. it was obligation to take care of him when he couldn't take care of his. When own. he should have been able to do it, but wasn't doing but, it. But couldn't do it himself. In all he honest. could. He, he just, just didn't, didn't want. Choose so it it wasn't. Like let me let me get that straight. He absolutely he could, could have. Okay, so he it, just chose not so it, to because I gave him the easy way out. So it wasn't skill. It was, it was will. will. Okay. So on the opposite end, Voldemort two. Voldemort too. Okay. Had had <coughs> she not ended it with me, I probably would have stayed there out of fear. Fear of what? <clears throat> fear of not being good enough for someone else. Fear of not being able to 
live on my own because let's be honest, Voldemort one, Voldemort two were always whether they were on different sides of the spectrum. They were mothering. They were mothering, but they also allowed me to work and not worry about the adult shit that I worry about now, right? Such as? Bills, paying the car note, paying the rent on so time. So they took over the financial... The, like, you, well, you I, provided, I provided and they divvied And they divvied it. So I always called it the CFO-CEO uh, split. Okay. The chief financial mm-hmm. officer handles okay. all the money. The CEO makes makes, fi- makes makes the final decisions, but he's making all the money, right? Right. He's making the money and the final decisions. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I all like I think at some point I thought possibly that this was probably over 2018. Like I think I I think I knew it because everything she said to me made me feel so bad about myself that but then again as bad as i felt i still had this 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 fear of not being good enough for someone else or not being the man that in my mind i knew i could be right okay all right we are back with episode two of Records and Rides. Rides and Records. Relationship <laughs> topics. Relationship topics. And I am back, I am Bobby, and I'm here with my queen, Miss Amy. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so tonight, um, we had a wild hair up our ass and we thought <laughs> possibly that we would talk about this particular topic. <clears throat> How do you know when it's over? When it's all the way over. When it's all the way over. Mm-hmm. There's no turning back. It is officially ended. And then what are the circumstances that would cause said person to end a relationship what and what leads up to those relationships so let's just start off what are a couple of ways that you believe could quite possibly end a relationship top let's say top three reasons and then i'll give you my top three reasons top three reasons that an, a relationship would end yes. not what we're going through or anything like that just Mm-mm. the reasons it would end mm-hmm. blatant infidelity okay big words Big words. Cheating. I mean that if that's if we need to use small ones. Cheating. No, I know I got it when you said it. I was <laughs> um a malice lie. A malice lie. Okay, explain that one. So I'm going to the golf course. So what you say to me. Mm-hmm. But you're really going to have drinks with coworkers, and there's no infidelity. There's none of that. It's just a malice lie, because you think I'm going to react a certain way, because you're going to have drinks with coworkers as opposed to going to the golf course. Okay. So a mal like a lie with malice intention. Now to hide or to to cover up. Okay. Now, okay. No, number three. Number 
I don't know, I'm really forgiving, so... There's a... There... Just for the, those at home, the reason there was a pause is because Michelle she was really forgiving. My eyes went like buck wide open. So, continue. No, I, but I am because I don't. I don't know of anything that would be outside of because a malice lie outside of sexual infidelity. Right. A malice lie is still an infidelity. A malice lie is still infidelity. Right. It's still doing something with the intention of hiding it. Okay, so if you're saying that, what is your definition of infidelity? Barring barring the blatant sexual content of that particular word. If I didn't know your best friend was a woman because you didn't want me to know she was a woman because you actually had sexual intent intentions with her okay okay i can feel that i can feel but that. you're texting her regularly you're calling her on the regular you know all these oh i got to talk to my best friend but i don't know her name or his name and then i find out she's a female because you've seen her naked or whatever like i get having opposite sex best friends mm -hmm. because we're both in that situation we Correct. have that mm -hmm. but there's no sexual intention mm -hmm. you've met my best friend i've met your best friend we understand where we stand with that. Right. But I'm not texting him and you're not texting her with a, hey, send me a dick pic or hey, you want a dirty talk later? Like that's... That's not how that works. Right. So a malice intentional lie to me is the same as an infidelity, just not always sexual. So want to have drinks with your friends. If you were in a controlling relationship where you weren't allowed to have friends, mm. but you were allowed to go play golf... Mm. You would tell me, baby, I'm going to play golf, but you really going to hang out with friends. Mm. What, it, no sexual intention or anything. Your, your male best friends that you have. Mm. You want to hide that from me because I'm controlling and I'm overbearing and I'm this, that, and the third, and I don't want you to spend time with anybody but me. You're still spending time with them, but you had to, you had to tell me a malice lie to protect yourself. That's the difference in infidelity and malice intentional lying. Okay. In okay. my opinion. So there's not a number three. No, because infidelity, sexual infidelity would be really the only reason. Top tier. Not just top tier, but the serious pinnacle of the only reason it would be over, over for me. Okay, I'll give you my top, top three. three. Okay. <clears throat> so you and I are similar in the in the thought that infidelity is always on the table, right? For reasons why it should be over. Number two, just lying in general to me over time, because if you know if. We know who we are, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that we have told some whoppers in our day in the sense that we're trying to A, cover up, B, look better, or C, just don't want anybody to know the truth. But that's 
outside the realm of a relationship, it's right? It's outside of ourselves, right. each right, other. Right, 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 right. So, like, if I, like we were saying the other day, like, if I tell a story... We to extrapolate we a little ex- to We extrapolate a little bit to, to give it a little bit of drama, Oof. a little bit of sizzle. Right. Now, in the context <coughs> of that... The truth is still there. There's just a little exuberation there's, there's, of it. There's better words used, and it makes it seem bigger than what it is. Correct. Right? A little more dramatic. But lying in general to your partner, to me, Mm-mm. is just... But why? But why? Because if, if your partner is your person, then they love you for who you are. There's no reason. There's no reason to lie. Like, the simplest things to me are things like... Eating your lunch. <laughs> if you make me a lunch and I go to work <coughs> and I, I think you're a shitty cook <clears throat> and when I get home, you ask me, did you eat your lunch today? And I go, oh yeah, I ate it. Knowing damn well that every piece of what I was getting ready to eat went directly in the trash. Meaning, I took the top off, I got another bag, and I put it in there, and I still looked around, because I know I'm doing something I ain't got no business doing, Mm. and then I come home and look you dead in the face and go, yeah, I ate it. Okay, but some men... Some men would say, I have to lie to my woman. No. She stands in front of the mirror and no. she goes, do I look fat in this? Now, you and I know each Oh, other. no, no, no. Now, hold on for a second. That is perception. That is perception. Perception is reality. Correct. But my perception of my partner, if I'm truly telling the truth, then I can say exactly what's on my mind and go, well, you know what? But it's all in the delivery. You can still tell the truth, but you can deliver that message yeah, in such a manner yeah. to where you're not you're real, you're not fibbing or you're not white lying. Mm-hmm. You're just you're telling it to you're you're giving it to him with sugar on the end of it. <laughs> okay. You know, with a little bit of sugar. Hey, does this look fat on me? No, babe. It's just not your dress. No. <laughs> Uh, we've never had that right, conversation. Right, right. So okay, but right. I'm not going to ask you that. I either feel good or I don't. Feel but good but if I'm, we're, for instance, I'm, I'm a different breed. So. Like, but if we're talking about movies, and I watch like I watched Halloween by Rob Zombie today, which by the way, everybody is a good movie. <laughs> the the ending, the pissed, director's cut ending, the, the the director's cut is not as good as the commercial cut, and I think the commercial cut is better. And then I watch Halloween two, which I'm still involved in but I got I'm bored with it and I can I can tell you that without your feelings getting in your feelings about a movie but when it comes to something that is far more valuable to you like your personality your confidence and all of that I have to change how I deliver yeah but if I if we go to a movie and you was like oh that movie was good I'm gonna go Man, that movie was shit. <laughs> you even paid this money, blah, blah, blah. Bobby, it wasn't that bad. It was that bad. You know, we just keep going on and on. Mm-hmm. Now, number three mm-hmm. is progression. Progression. Okay. Progression in life, whether it's emotional pro- progression, whether it's financial progression, whether it's job stability progression, 
kid progression, whatever it is, as a unit, when you get when you sign up and say, I'm going to be this person's partner or you're gonna be this person's fiance, um, you get married, progression has to happen. And when one person is unwilling to go the distance and progress with the other person, then we have that imbalance Correct. of the scales. And someone's carrying someone else and then there's and there's resentment. Yeah. And then it carries over into the lie and then it carries right over into infidelity because if there's no progression and you're not doing anything Someone and th else then I see somebody else that's yeah. doing it. Now, like I, like we always said, the, the, the grass is green where you water it. Correct. But in this particular instance, when there's no progression and you've tried everything, hey, um, hey, today I, f I feel... But we've also had the conversation that's 100-100 because right, right. the grass might be green for... Correct. For me, because I'm watering it. Right, but you have just made my point. 100 with 100, if we're going to progress, we're going to do it together. Correct. So 100% of what I have and 100% of what you have makes us a team. And as a team, there, of course there's going to be confliction. Of course there's going to be compromise. Of course there's going to be all those things, right? Of course. But at the end of the day, we both have individual goals, but those individual goals are in, are in line with mm -hmm. the one goal, which is progression. Correct. So those are my top three of reasons why we'd be over. So when do you know that it's over? I think it depends on the situation, right? Okay. <coughs> now, I'm going to speak from the male perspective. Okay. Um, when it's over, it can be over without any of the three things or the three Correct. things that you've stated. It can be over without those things. Absolutely. I don't disagree. It could be I didn't know I didn't I didn't know what bag I was getting after two years. I didn't know that she likes to dig in her nose. <laughs> I, I mean that sounds that sounds crazy, but Okay. You, when, I mean after you live with somebody for a certain amount oh, you of time, you find out certain things. Like for instance, I got hemorrhoids. You know what I'm saying? And I and I but I'm honest about the shit. And I was like, look, babe, my asshole hurt. I got hemorrhoids. I guess I need you to get me some preparation H. But the difference is, is if I didn't say that and I tried to hide it, and then you go in the cabinet and find preparation H and you like, somebody fucking you in the ass. What was what is this shit? What, what's going on? Right? I'm not quite that judgy. But, but how okay. but how men know it's over is or let me put it like from my perspective and my experience. Um, as a man. As a man. When I know it's over is when the routine changes. Whose routine? The woman's routine. Such as? If for nine years you wake up every morning to go to work and you don't put on a lick of makeup. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue. Now, only time she put on makeup. Same job, right? Same we job. We're not, There's no some change. Some jobs do require you sure, different levels sure. presentable. And you're right, but that's a conversation that you would have had. You, you would have had. Correct. Hey, look, um, the new job requires us to have our face done because it's a, a, a 
a facing company to where we're in people's faces and they want us to look our best. Like if you're in fashion or you're on TV or if you're in the entertainment industry, nine times out of ten, you're going to end up putting some makeup, whether it's to be on camera, whether it's to be out in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to put on makeup. But it's still a conversation that's had. You're of saying course. same job, nine years, routine is you don't put on a stick of, a and, stitch of and makeup. And then, and then, you have makeup. Well, all women have right. makeup. Right, you have makeup. Weddings and funerals. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't use any of it except for special occasions. Correct. Now, me being the man, I know that. But then, all of a sudden, within an instant... You're waking up. You're waking up earlier in the morning to put on makeup. Something simple like that. Or the routine was is that I woke up in the morning to drive you to. If you worked in like we live in Virginia, if you work in D.C., ain't nobody driving from Fredericksburg to D.C. Some people do, but most people ride what? The metro. They ride the train. Mm-hmm. So get up in the morning. Go to Springfield. Drive jump on the metro. Dr- drive to the 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 metro oh, right out oh, here. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. Take you right to DC. Mm-hmm. I come back and I pick you up, right? Right. Well, yeah. But let's say true. let's say after same job, same train. You don't want me to drop you off anymore. So it's about the routine, <laughs> and those are little things when you kind of go, "What's happening?" And as they start to carry over, and then things start changing so fast that you're unaware as to what's going on, and then you broach the topic, and then you find out... That's when you know it's over. That's when you know it's over. Because when you have a conversation with somebody about why things are changing, and their answer is, I, I don't know. No, you know. You just but every but everything in your life is changing. We... You, we try to, do, you, as a married couple, sometimes you do things together that don't work. For instance, like working out. One of you may like to work out, the other one may not. But as an antithesis to, you know, try to create a bond and, you know, getting strong with what and somebody, what your partner you is start doing. You start doing that and then you both say, eh, this is not what we right, expect. You're going to go to the gym, I'm going to go do this. Right. But let's say you never go to the gym anymore. You don't do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, coming home, work later and later, you go into the gym, coming home, getting changed, taking a change of clothes to go to the gym, which you've never done before. And it's not a conversation that we had. It just occurs. It just happens. It just happens, right? So it's all in when the routine happens and then when you have the conversation, why is this changing? And the answer is you don't know. Every man, at least that I know, their perception is this is over. But that's when a woman is leaving you. Correct. So, so let's take the question to when do you know it's over because oh, if I'm you're leaving? saying it's over. When do you draw that definitive line as a man? Because I've got an answer for both, for female well, for, for my, my form of for, female. For, for mine, for mine if when I know it's over, is like I said before, it's when the person that I'm with has no desire to do anything else besides what it is they're doing. And the routine stays the same, but there's no progression. 
but there the, are there are times in every relationship that you get settled into a new job or course. you've had the same job for this of long course. and so has your partner and it just works so it's not necessarily a lack of progression in the work aspect but you're saying growing I'm saying it, growing in a relationship when the, when the connective tissue is no longer there and I feel like I've done everything I can do now I get to have the conversation like this is not working because nothing's moving. everything's stale everything emotional spiritual everything just sexual financial, the whole thing okay so female perception uh, perception the female perception of it my personal one is when we've had conversations as a couple <coughs> of you're not helping me with this. You're not doing what you did when you were courting me. You're, you're stale or stagnant. And I feel like our, again, progression, right? So when I feel like our relationship is stale or stagnant because we've stayed in this plateau for so long. Mm. And we have that conversation, but then nothing on your side changes. I try. I don't. I will never not love you because I'm in love with you. I will never not love you. I will never not love the man that I made a child with. Doesn't mean I need to talk to him. Mm. Doesn't mean that I need to be in a relationship with him. Doesn't mean that I have to have any kind of civility with him at all. But when, from a woman's perception, my, my, my specific one, because I'm one in a million, No, she really is one in a million. As you roll your eyes. I I will try and I will try and I will give and we can have conversations and I will change to help you. But if you're not changing to help me so that we can help us. We're saying the same thing. When I'm done crying, when I'm done yelling, when I'm done fighting for <coughs> us and you say something left side of your face and I go... Okay. Oh, it's over. So in, in that vein, like, we all have the plateaus and the progression. Oh, of course. And, yes, yes, And yes. those things change. But to get <coughs> to the, the meat of the topic, um, let's give a circumstance. Okay. A situation. A situation. What is a situation <laughs> besides, besides infidelity, lying, or progression? Lack of. Lack of. That would... That would cause a person to not, or to cause someone to say, this is over. Seeing the other person's true self. And Ooh. it's not what you expected. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Because that's not what they showed you in the first six to eight months. So, so is that the reason why some women, like, wait? A while before they, I'm, 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 I'm quoting, let those walls down enough. <coughs> um, I don't know that it's just women. Mm. I don't know that it's just women. Uh, there was something my mother told me. Now, you, 
I guess everybody's going to know, but you know that I was married to the gay guy a couple of streets mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I was 16 to get emancipated. Correct. Um, I did that because I was grown. I was working two jobs, you know, going to school, all that, this, that, and that. Or at least she thought she was. Right. We'll there, there were a lot of walls, mm-hmm. and I had a rule of thumb that... I'm going to be a friend to somebody and then I'm going to date them. And then I didn't do that with my ex-husband. And How'd that work out for you? So, he is my (laughs) ex-husband. My mother, after dating my ex-husband for four months, Mm -hmm. moved in with him. Mm. And my mother went, don't think about getting married till you've been living with him for a year. Because, now mind you, her generation, my grandmother's generation, you got married before you lived together, before mm-hmm. you had sex, before you did right. any of these things right, because right, that, right. that that was not That was a no no. Right. No, it was it was a big deal. Now mind you it still happened, but it was hush hush when it did happen. No nobody said We anything. we didn't talk about that. We didn't we didn't we didn't um, we didn't know that Norman, but no, Norman my, Jean my mother, was living with Bob. <laughs> my mother did tell me you need to live with somebody for a year mm-hmm. and not just date them. Not go on dates. And, and live separately, but you need to live together for a year sharing space because the way he eats, the way he leaves his dirty socks on the floor, the way he doesn't take the trash, even though you have to remind him seven times, but you shouldn't have to remind him because it's a shared responsibility of the household. I would agree or with that. whether he keeps a job mm. and then decides he's going to become a kept man because you've allowed that to be a thing. Because the bills still have to be paid whether he's there or not. But now he's gotten comfortable. So you need to be with somebody long enough to know their true self. Anybody can hide who they are for six to eight months. Anybody can do it. Everybody can put a face on for six to eight months. You can tell different jokes for six to eight months. You can change your outfit six to eight months out of the year. You can act a certain way but at some point there's going to come a breaking point that reality and your mask meet and that's usually Mm. between that six Mm. and eight month mark no that that's real Mm -hmm. so at that point Mm -hmm. then that your partner gets to decide is this who i really fell in love with or is this somebody that I can't even tolerate in my space? I love them because I've been with this them, them this now long, hold, and, and I've built a relationship and feelings for them. Now hold on for a second. <clears throat> now, there, every man and female, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. puts on a little bit of a face on a first date, second date third date, fourth date. Now, before you say anything, I know you're going to say that it's not me because I'm one in a million. But that's, that is that is within itself a BS statement. Let me explain. Everyone puts up walls. Whether it's their, their real walls or whether, or, or whether it's their true self. You haven't shown your true self until maybe four to five months down the road. You're talking you and I. No, I'm not talking you and I. I'm talking objectively. Okay. I'm talking objectively. Whether it's emotionally you don't want to show yourself or it's 
it's it's physically you don't want to show yourself prime example prime example we've been not you and i just In hypothetically yeah, yeah. <coughs> you have a couple that's been dating for six months okay they're not living together but they're at each other's house all the time mm -hmm. and you ask yourself or the other person asks themselves I ain't never seen this person shit. Okay. Why is that? There's some people that have been married 20 years, 40 that's, years, and that's never the seen most, the other person shit. That is the craziest no, shit that I've ever... No, it's a generational ever, thing. Okay, we're not talking generation. We're talking about okay, okay. present in, time. Okay, present, present. Right? So, and for you and for for you and me, it was one month <laughs> in... It wasn't even a and, whole month. And we talking to one another... Oh, I was whole pooping. You why, was on the bed. I was, like, brushing... Are you shitting right now? <laughs> Look, my, my, but you're not gonna watch me wipe. No, no, like, man, I, I, that's still a whole. That's still a whole thing, <laughs> and that's fine. But I know that ahead of time, right? I didn't warn you. <laughs> but here's what I'm gonna say. Most people, men and women, mm -hmm. will put up fronts to to shield mm, themselves. A front and a wall is something different. Front and a wall, same thing. No, it no, means the same thing. Time out, because you still got. And because I have a lot of walls, I'm an abuse victim, I'm a rape survivor, all of these things, right? Right, but we're not talking a, just about you. Okay, but in general, okay, one in ten women okay. have experienced at least okay. a third of what I've experienced in my life. Correct. So, an overall view of mm -hmm. the PTSD and the walls that women put up because of what they've been through, me and... Probably 50% of other women, maybe 60% of other women who want to truly find their human, mm -hmm. even though our walls are up, what we're allowing you to see is still the authentic portion of ourself. Just because we're not being raw and vulnerable and crying and letting you know all of our deep, dark secrets doesn't mean that what we're giving you isn't real. Yeah, yeah. See, and I think you, you're misinterpreting what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm saying is, is in the beginning, whether it's emotional, physical, or, um, that's going to bug you all the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> whether it's emotional, <laughs> physical, or um, sexual. sexual, you don't get all of the person up front. No. So, after those six months... As you start to see everything in its in its totality. But my statement was good word. My statement was I get to see the real you. That that's not Granted, granted. But at some point and let's just say that none of none of the things that you had mentioned before, like taking the trash or this, that, and even mm -hmm. dirty socks and all. Let's say all of those things are not deal breakers, right? Right. And we'll, we'll get to They're tolerable. We'll get um, we'll get imperfections. to we'll get to what's actually deal breakers mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. it's it's a deal breaker and it's going to be a wrap, right? Right. So I don't know if you want to do that, but we could do that. But um, <laughs> I think that if if you look at someone in their whole totality, how how in the world could you go from I'm in love with this person? And because they don't change their left sock, I got some issues. So left sock is minute, just like you were saying a moment ago. The dirty socks on the floor, the fact that someone doesn't put their empty hangers in the same space, they just 
pull their shirt off the hanger and leave it chilling in the middle of the closet, it's not a deal breaker. Right. It's a small frustration. But what I mean is, someone who's going to put your hands on you, they're going to do it in six to eight months. Because you're going to push that boundary. Because now you're in their space all the time. Right, right. You're going to see the real them. Someone who doesn't wipe their, their underwear or... Or, or wipe their ass and their underwear's got shit stains in it and, and they're hiding it or now you're doing laundry together and you see it like and you question it and now they're embarrassed and it's just like don't be too proud because this this is this is us. This is the whole thing. This this is me, this is you, this is me, this is this is real, this is raw. Like, are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor? Like but what I'm saying is the little imperfections that make our partners perfect and frustrate the shit out of us on a daily basis is what makes it work. But but there are things putting your hands on each other. Right. But excluding excluding the the obvious. The obvious. Okay. Right? Your hands on somebody, infidelity, they got a whole ass family in fucking Michigan. <laughs> uh, uh, a whole they're, second family. They're 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 on the down low you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they, like for instance, um, previous relationships. So they told me up front, "Hey, I'm bisexual, so I just need you to know that up front." Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Right? Why is that? Why? Why is that important? Well, because you may catch me in the bed with a woman one day when you come home from work. I mean, that's why that, like, legitimately, if she was being real, that would be. Then on the flip side of that, for men. It's a whole other damn conversation for and 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 I I look I can't get in, into the the whole uh, minutia of what that is. But when a man says to his female up front, "Hey, I sleep with men as well," mm-hmm. I for a lot of women that's an issue. For a lot of women. You, there is a small percentage of women who can actually look another man in the eye and go, that's okay. Small percentage. And the only reason I know that is because I've had, I've had gay friends or bisexual male friends mm-hmm. that have had these conversations that said, hey, I like, I like men, but I also like women, right? And Every time they do that, um, they're like, oh, my God, how, do, how can you do both of those things? So, so no. And I, I, believe it or not, I'm in the, the small fraction of women that mm-hmm. would understand it. But sure. there would be precursors. Have you been tested? Do you use protection? Do you? So that's the, and a lot of women are very, very afraid. But again, but again, why is that not the same because that's not because the first thought that men think when a woman says they're bisexual. Have you been tested? Have you been male this? to male interaction is a stronger transmission of HIV and AIDS. Okay, hold on. Do you know that's like saying that's like saying that HIV and AIDS are synonymous with gay sex. Which is not, not a true synonymous. statement. I didn't say that. 
I said it's a stronger transmission okay. rate. Now you're going to have to because it's still transmittable between you and correct, I. Correct, but you're going to have to validate that statement with some with some proof. So we're going to jump off of that because I don't know if that's if that's the truth. I think that that's the feeling that women. That is what the media has told us. Okay, whether that's true or not is 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 relevant in this is not relevant in this particular discussion because but, it's a double standard. Correct. It is a double. No, it's absolutely a double okay. standard. Okay, so you'll agree that oh yeah, a man would love to have two women in bed, but a woman, unless she's, unless she is the center of attention for double penetration, doesn't want two men in the bedroom. Correct, but I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, you asked a question. I'm yeah, just right, right. answering. Now, now getting back to the original, but barring all of those things, mm-hmm. right? Do people tend to not tell each other it's over out of obligation or out of fear? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Hey, Bobby, that was a really good question. <laughs> I'm just going to put that on my board. Thank you. Um, it depends on where they are in their relationship. Let's say, let's say it's us. Let's say okay. we're seven months in. Which we are. And... I've already proposed, mm-hmm. and we're about to get married, mm-hmm. and I, and we're in this space, and one of us feels like, oh shit, oh shit, I, I, I love him, but I don't know if I want to, or I love him, or I love her, but I don't know if I want to do this. Mm-hmm. How do you broach that topic, even after all of this shit you done said? And all of the stuff that you that that the other person, not just us, but in relationship, has shown as reciprocated, done. We didn't <laughs> did this and all this, and now you all of a sudden you got fucking cold feet, and now it's I, either obligation or it's fear. I think that if it were me, yeah, if it were me going, I, I don't know if I can do this. I I personally would have to step back and go, why can't I do this? What is he, you would evaluate? I would. What is what is he doing, or what am I doing, or not doing, vice versa? Mm-hmm. That's making me uncomfortable with us getting married or living together, or just just existing in, in each other's space and time all of the time. Did you evaluate? Was it was there a moment in any previous relationship where you took a step back? And had to evaluate, or were you way too emotionally invested to where you couldn't evaluate and then make a decision? And and tell me, and tell me, was it was it fear or was it obligation? So I evaluated with my ex. Mm-hmm. Voldemort too. Voldemort too. Just hint, hint, everybody. When we talk about our exes, we always consider them Voldemort number. She, <laughs> she who shall not be named, or he who shall not be named. And we call them the Voldemorts of our lives. So, just in case you don't understand the reference, but continue. Voldemort two was my last relationship Correct. for you. Um, I scoot up. we were together for Oops. Ooh. eight eight years. Mm. Yeah, almost eight, almost eight and a half, almost almost nine. So eight and a half, almost mm. nine years. And at year seven. I probably evaluated <laughs> and I stayed out of obligation at year eight and a half. 
Now, what were some precursor reasons why you stayed out of obligation? What was he wasn't working? He didn't have custody of his children. His mm -hmm. children depended on me financially and emotionally for a lot of things, um, and I didn't feel that it was their fault. And it wasn't. It was not their fault in right, any right. any description of the word of being faulted. Mm -hmm. um, I had been in their lives for seven years. I watched them grow up. I helped raise them. I took them puberty stuff to school. Like like I. They have my. They still have my number. They still call me. Mm. Shit, his ex-wife calls me. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. Dan, uh, Danielle. Correct. Okay. Um, but at that point, it was obligation because he, like I said, he wasn't working. Well, I'm not going to put somebody out on the street. I've been homeless. I'm not gonna. Not, I, I don't want to do that to somebody so else. So it was obligation to take care of him when he couldn't take care of his when own. When he should have been able to do it, but wasn't doing but, it. But couldn't do it himself. In he all could. He, he just, just didn't, didn't want, choose So it, it wasn't. Like, let me, let me get that straight. He absolutely he could, could have. Okay, so. He it, just chose not so to I, because I gave him the easy way out. So it wasn't skill. It was, it was will. will. Okay. So on the opposite end of that, Voldemort 2... Voldemort too. Okay. Had had <laughs> she not ended it with me, I probably would have stayed there out of fear. Fear of what? <clears throat> fear of not being good enough for someone else. Fear of not being able to live on my own because let's be honest, Voldemort one, Voldemort two were always whether they were on different sides of the spectrum. They were mothering. They were mothering, but they also allowed me to work and not worry about the adult shit that I worry about now, right? Such as? Bills, paying the car note, paying the rent on so time. So they took over the financial... The, like, you, well, you I, provided, I provided and they and, divvied And they divvied it. So I always called it the CFO-CEO uh, split. Okay. The chief financial mm -hmm. officer handles okay. all the money. The CEO makes makes, makes makes the final decisions, but he's making all the money, right? Right. He's making the money and the final decisions. Yeah, and yeah. so I all like I think at some point I thought possibly that this was probably over 2018. Like I think I I think I knew it because everything she said to me made me feel so bad about myself that but then again as bad as i felt i still had this 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 fear of not being good enough for someone else or not being the man that in my mind i knew i could be right okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Records and Rides. Rides and Records. The authority. No, on absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Two people sitting in a room that are uh, going through Living. a... Going through the new lows and highs of being married and are here to answer those questions just for you 
and just real fast, uh, happy Mother's Day. Today mm-hmm. is Mother's yes, Day for Mother's everybody. Day. Um, I want to oh, give a oh. shout out to my mom, my sister, my daughter, um, uh, my aunts, my grandmother, Gigi. Your, your first wife. And your second wife. Well, second wife, Voldemort one, and, and Voldemort, Voldemort two, um, and Malfoy. For all intents and purposes. She had a child? She had two. Oh, happy Mother's Day. Um, but we had... And I'm just Hold on, wait a minute, day. wait a minute. <laughs> Calm down. Um, and for my wonderful wife, Miss Amy, we had a great Mother's Day today. We we were supposed to meet with... Um, Another mother and, uh, and... And her significant other, but unfortunately they had some other family obligations on Mother's Day, which is... Understandable, um, but we went out to Fredericksburg Axes. We got to throw. Axes we, we got to throw axes for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. I didn't even step out for any nicotine. As bad as we was sweating. You know what? I just realized we didn't step out for anything. You did not leave, especially drinking. Yeah, and we had some some uh, uh, Devil's Backbone beer. And I had. Um, uh, I think it was something called Rock Gold. Um, gold Rock Mule. Gold, gold Rock Mule, mm-hmm. which was actually good, but it was actually really good. <clears throat> we're back in our own place, and we are still on that good Evan. We also way. had a delicious dinner. Oh my god! <laughs> like, let's not just so, skip. So over can that. can we just talk about the fact that typically when we go out to eat, there's a, somebody's steak is cooked wrong. Somebody's. Mine, and, yours, whoever. And, and tonight, our. <gasps> First of all, our waiter was Tony. Tony, whoop, whoop. shout out to Tony. Tony and Logan's. was fantastic. Yes, oh my god! And the dinner was great. It was at Logan's of all mm-hmm. uh, places. Um, G Crimey, you know what I mean? Like it was. We gave was, a shout out to the chef. That's how good it was. Yeah, we didn't see the chef, but it's all good because he he knew it was good because um, that tip told him it was good. Anyway, um, so on this Mother's Day. I'm going to ask this a. This is where your question a, comes into Well, here, here's, here's, here's what my thought is. Um, in relationships and in people that have been in relationships before that involve children mm-hmm. or people that have um, kids from another marriage, from another relationship and whatnot. Um, so, my question is when do you decide that is actually time to make that other part of your life a part of the relationship basically what i mean is is when do you introduce that that part of the kids um all that information that's that's personal And, and and i'm asking that's what i'm asking because so many times people um either hide that information or they're unsure about how things are going to go because they're unsure about how in the today's day and age let's be real we don't hide that okay. i got two babies i got five babies i got seven babies mm-hmm. i got three different baby daddies like we don't hide that let's be real we don't hide that nowadays mm. um <clears throat> i think that because all five of your children is grown yeah introducing them to me is i'm not their stepmama it, it makes it easier right i'm not their stepmama i don't have to help raise them right but i'm asking what happens when those those kids those same kids are six seven eight mm. nine it's up to you because they yo babies right 
Just like it's up to me Because that's my baby Do I want to put another hole in his heart? Because I've been burned After eight years I introduced him Three years in Five years later It's a wrap And he's looking at me like Well good for him Uh Like What have you been seeing over these years That like you was just waiting for me to leave Even with his father At Almost two years old Why are you here You ain't happy Can we leave Uh He was almost two Uh That's insight that people in their 30s have Why am I here You know what I mean So It's It's all It's, it's it's everybody's personal in, in a female's perspective It's everybody's personal decision And the reason that it's taken so long Before or now Or any of that right I spent three years Bruh you gotta leave You have to leave For a week and a half And you can only be here on weekends And that's every other weekend You can only be here Friday to Sunday At such and such date said and time because you're not going to influence my child. Because my ex-husband was a terrible partner. Terrible partner. But he wasn't a bad dad. I think we get into this... this um, uh, oh, situ- the, Well, the oh, situation oh, where, the word, where, we, where we, we, we compartmentalize those two things, right? Um, and not a lot of people can do that, right? Not a lot of people you can... You and I can very much Yeah, of course. But not a lot of people can compartmentalize good dad, shitty husband. You know what I'm saying? Very true. They can... they Because they can't separate the two. So you and I have been part of a situation that's happening um, in our own... Upstairs. Upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... What do you, what do, you do... As like just as we a, steal the baby. As, as, <laughs> yeah, we gonna steal the baby. We we can't steal the baby. But, <laughs> but just yeah. as just as a single mom, what do you do if you've made the mistake of mm. and, and and I'm only I'm only putting it. Because I was that's, with him for ten years before no, 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 he had our child, okay, let's, let's, so he wasn't a mistake. I, I, okay, so let's 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 take out you as. As the the constant in this particular scenario, is any child a mistake? No, I'm not talking about the child itself. Mm. I'm talking about a situation. You already have a child. You've already introduced this child to this other person, and you are the one that makes the mistake. Whether you're male or female, it's your child, and you've made the mistake that you have damaged the relationship by something that you did. But you're having issues. With the fact that letting they, go because your child is so connected. Exactly. Exactly. Don't don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. Cause you wanna know who texted me before she asked you what did you do? I, okay, were we not No 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 no. But that's what I'm asking. Because well, if that if that relationship has been built with that child, mm-hmm. there's means of communications in today's technology. Correct. Doesn't matter if they're nine, doesn't matter if they're twenty two, none of that matters, right? <laughs> If I've built a relationship with your children and you've built a relationship with my child, if they still seek said guidance or they took the insight we gave them when you and I were healthy as a good thing, then they're going to reach out to you or they're going to reach out to me. But but they're not going to say anything to either one of us because 
you and I's relationship has nothing to do with hers and I's relationship I, and I, or his and yours. And I completely agree with that. But what I'm saying to you is, is that how do you, as just as, just as a person, um, separate those feelings of being being hurt, understanding that this person has been in your life for this amount of time. Right. And you have you have given yourself to this person, but you made the mistake of introducing my child to them. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. OK, so here's my scenario. Ready? OK. Similar scenario that that's going on upstairs. Right. So mm, she young. OK. Whether, she itty bitty. Though. Right, right. Young or not. Let me just let me just let me just get this question out. Okay? OK, this baby's under three years old. Just just for the audience's knowledge. Continue. But I'm just talking about a general scenario. OK, so a child under the age of five of five, ten even. And you you and your significant other are having issues. You go out one night. You're at a bar and your significant other, whether male or female. I just want to put that out there. And you, the other person, hears another person on the phone, and you've been having problems up until this point, right? Hurting each other. Hurting each other. Hurting each other. Let's make it okay. clear it's not that's, anyone's that's, individual fault. It's that's hurting fine. each that's other. Fine. That's fine. Okay. And then one person leaves, and now either the person that's in the scenario is hurting because they've made a mistake, but the child is involved because they've been there. So what kind of emotions do you run through when when those things happen is my question i'm not i I really think that that depends on the child right how does that depend on the child because two to three three to five five to seven five to nine nine to eleven eleven to thirteen all of that changes everything changes every two years i I can see that i can see and then you put somebody on the spectrum shit yeah yeah, yeah. Like let's let's not play. Yeah. Okay. Now are you saying Because that? we both have children on the spectrum. Correct. So Correct, we do. And they're on different venues of said spectrum. Mm-hmm. Different spectrums of the spectrum. Well, different levels of the spectrum. Different levels of the spectrum. So my child knows me so well that he looks at me and goes, What the fuck is you doing? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is you doing? You're not happy? Why are you still here? He was not even two yet. Mama, why, why, why are we home? This is not home. Home, home, not good. Mm-hmm. Home, you're not happy. You're not happy at home. Right, but in however, different functioning spectrum. Twenty-two years old. My son is in a car accident, and I was like, nope. I got to take all my stuff because I needed to feel like home when he comes home. And your daughter's first response to you was, "What did you do?" Okay, so I, I don't want to get off. I don't want to no, get off track. Cha- what I'm saying is, you can't ask that vague of a question. It's not. With, a, it I, is. I don't because, think it's a vague question. It, no, it's it a is. Scenario. No, it's no, a no, scenario. No. It wasn't. You a question. can't ask such a vague scenario. And you, you can't because my son, at three years old, was experiencing shit that. People in their 30s still don't figure out. Your daughter at 22 years old is recognizing things have changed because she was happy the way it was and now it's not. Why not? Who am I going to blame? 
right? She's going through shit that 50-year-olds go through, right? Like, everything was copacetic, and now all of a sudden, it's not. I, I'm not trying to shine the light on, on that. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, is I'm asking a specific question. When um, do you introduce your child no, to no, your that's partner? That's not the question. It's not the question. So then what's the direct question? The direct question is is how do you how do you recognize that your feelings and emotions have nothing about your relationship have nothing to do with your kid? They never have nothing to do with your kid. They never have nothing to do with your never. kid. Never. So you never make a decision on a relationship based on something that has something to do with your kid. And I'm asking this only because we 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 objectively look at certain situations together and mm-hmm. go, well, like if it's over, like why are you worried about well, it? Well we have Coitus in the bed next to her. In a hotel room. Quietly, because we know it would affect her. Okay. And we groan. Okay. No 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 no. What I'm saying is <laughs> In, in rebuttal to your question, Why would you it? because okay. your child will always come before me, and my child will always become before I, I you. I understand so you that. You can't but ask me when. When do you set the compartmentalizing differential between your child and our relationship? Never. Okay. Because I am who I am. Okay. Because I have a child, and you are and who you are. Because you have five right, children. Right. So what I what I would like for you to try to do, which I know is extremely hard for you. Because um, you talking about baby. I'm not talking about your no, baby. I'm talking, talking about, about an, my baby. Though. I'm talking about an objective you, situation. No. I'm not talking about your baby. You, I can't be objective when it comes to my child. But I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about overall. I'm talking about other people, not us. Most women are extremely protective. I, and mama bearish and, and lioness about their children. And so I reckon, overall, this is the response you're going to get. But you're from missing the seventy to seventy-five okay. percent of women who love and take care of their child. On so a are you basis. are you are you telling me that you can't be objective? No, not when it comes to my child. Absolutely but I, but not. We're not. But what I'm saying to you is, is we're not talking about your child. My yes, question, you are. No, I'm not. What if I'm, you're going to put me in a position of a mother, you're talking about my child. I, I'm not. Fuck with that baby upstairs. That ain't my baby. I didn't birth that baby. But okay. fuck with that baby upstairs. But that's but that's what I'm asking. No, it's what a maternal instinct. You you're missing you're missing my question. You're missing my answer. No, I understand your answer, but what I'm saying to you is is so as a father, which is completely off is is is, is left a, field for Mother's Day. But right, right. And so I so I apologize for that first of all. And it's Let's be rude day. to every mother out there. But. <clears throat> I I can I don't let things that are what's the word um things that already should be known to my partner affect how I deal with my partner past my child. Elaborate. So, um for instance, it wasn't unknown that she was autistic. Okay, and it wasn't known that she's my daughter. And if you're a mother, you already know that any decision that I make about her is going to be about her, not about you. So my initial question was, when it's when a, when a relationship is over, and um, you have um, a situation where 
the relationship is toxic, but this other person has been in the relationship, how do you how are you able to separate or move past the fact that you not you, not you, but this person feels like they feel like they can't move on because this person has been it in really does advisor. depend on the age of the child okay because so. after, after a certain age so after six after seven after eight now nine now ten years old right now you've spent all this time mm. helping and guiding and navigating life with this child and his mother mm -hmm. right yeah I'm, and this is my example because this is my past relationship right but yet you didn't go and see your own children for almost 10 years but yet you're trying to help navigate my child through life nah homie it ain't gonna wrap cause there was a lot of times I was like what are you doing why are you telling him this? Why aren't you telling your son this? Why aren't you having this conversation with your daughter? I follow. Now, you and I have a different relationship because you are having those conversations with your son. You're having those conversations with both your daughters. Shit, I talk to your oldest more than you do. I talk to your mama more than you do. That's not by design. That's just how it works. Because they love me and it's, it's a thing. Don't get conceited. Don't get ahead of yourself. Calm down. Really? Call them and ask them. Anyways, they don't love me more than they love you. Because if I fuck up, they're going to take your side in a heartbeat. And don't get it twisted. I know that. But they love me because I ain't fucking up. Because I ain't the one. But No, no. You are the one. Uh, no, because I am the one. I ain't fucking up. That would be correct. Hence why they love me. Anyways. I put my son through six, five, almost six years. Of guidance from a man who mm -hmm. wasn't his father or a boy that wasn't his father wow shots fired pew 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 pew, 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 pew. um sure that's those are those are pretty hard shots fired man. and that created another void in his heart do you think that because his father had been removed right but by you... the court system right his father had been removed okay so now i'm dating this guy mm -hmm. and the only paternal influence you're going to have is this cat that's not going to see his kids daughter and son but yet i'm supposed to allow him to guide my child through being a dude like i don't want my boy to grow up to be a boy i want my boy to grow up to be a grown-ass fucking man don't get that shit twisted. So I, I wouldn't. So as as we're this is Mother's Day, I want to talk to you because you've been a single mother for uh, a little bit. Uh huh. Right? Minute. And I'm a my, little minute. A little minute. A little minute. <laughs> and my mom was a single mom, but my mom. There were certain things that my mom can't, couldn't teach me. Of course not. Right. If because, my son and, comes out the bathroom telling me his testicles hurt, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what that means. Okay. 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 So we have a very fluid. The, okay. The, the, there's, 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 there's books for that. <laughs> no, but, but, there's Grandpa Hall for that. Right. But I, what I'm saying to you is, is there's certain little things. How do, you, how did you navigate um, talking to your kid about? I never judged him in a conversation. Okay. He felt a certain way, and I went, "Well, why do you feel that way?" I never went, "You shouldn't," or "You can't," or "You're not allowed to." I went, "But why?" And I tried to navigate being a mom and a dad 
for almost four years. How does that work when you're in a relationship? It depends on the agreement that's had before the relationship with the child starts. Okay, so tell me about... Because I, I walked out here in your jersey, naked underneath, and your daughter was like, Yo, Dad, some heifer was in our kitchen <laughs> in your jersey, and I could see your butt cheeks. But we women, so it's okay, but I could see her whole butt cheeks. Right. Like, how do you navigate that? You didn't navigate that because she grown. She's your roommate. Yeah, she's 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 my roommate, and she's grown. <laughs> but, right. But on top of everything else, she she's still my daughter. But so, so I still had to have some type of explanation of what. And was what happening. was your explanation to that? Um. Now, before you say anything, <laughs> before you I'm, say, I'm a, I'm a move. I'm gonna move the mic away from my, cause I know I'm gonna have something to say. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> now you have to remember at this time we were still dating. You were, well, we're still dating. All the time. But at this point, it was brand new. And it, I, it was. And it, it was brand and new. I think it We'd was only had like two, three serious dates. Dates, right? Yeah. So, this, I, I. This was the first night I'd spent the night here. That is correct. Okay. And I said, I said, well, Andrea, that's my new friend. And I said, <laughs> and I said, you call me your friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I said, I, I said, it's, it's my new friend. And I was really honest. I said, it's my new friend that I hope becomes my girlfriend. And we're trying to have a relationship. And Andrea just went, hmm, okay. And went right to her room. Right. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it all worked out. But it, it wasn't, I, I don't. But I've always included her right. too, so that, that well, I think that made it. It made a difference. But it, what I'm saying to you is, is I think Voldemort too. When we started dating, I had three; she had two, and I had had my own apartment. Oh, that's right, because the twins were already five. Yeah, they were. I think they were four and a half. No, they were five. Almost. Oh, no, they, no, they, they turned were, five. No, they were five years old. Okay. When when we legitimately. So they were four and a half when y'all was sleeping together, and five when you legitimately made a relationship out of okay, it. Okay, let's just put that all out there on on B Street. But anyway. Okay, um, B Street. You hear that? Uh. So, but there was a moment where, um, when all three of my kids were coming to my apartment to spend the weekend with me right Lucy, Drea, Christopher yeah. all three and I, can't, I still can't call you Chris I'm sorry it's Christopher, um, Christopher it's no, nobody calls him Chris except n nobody except his friends I still call him Christopher <laughs> like I can't because well, you have two best friends that are Chris, Chris and KG Chris, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you can't call your son Christopher um, right? it just doesn't work so um <laughs> Miles would you, would you, no we can't do that no um so I said to her, I said, hey, why don't you have the twins meet us at the park? No, just meet us at my apartment. I'll cook dinner for everybody. And You're talking Lydia and Matt, right? Yes. And, okay. and I said, hey. Matt, I, Matthew. Matthew. I can't feel mad. And I said, hey, why don't you have them all come over <coughs> and we'll have a good time. We'll watch some movies and we'll all just spend time together. That's five babies in the house. Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh that'll be great. And so she came over with the twins and then towards the end of the night now we got they all sleep in the in the in the right. living room you, so you have to remember that we were still dating and this is the first time that oh no y'all had coitus several times before that. okay yes but this is the first time that my kids all the babies met each other and her kids that all the babies saw met each other all of us 
in this space, mm -hmm. right? Because Matt and Liddy never saw me at the house mm -hmm. when, you know, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So... Because you were sneaking in after they had been in bed. Correct. <clears throat> or she was sneaking out. No, no. It was always me sneaking in. Um, so... Um, the boom boom room? No, no. no How was she getting away nothing, with that then? Nothing. Because she had already moved out. Oh, got she, it. She okay. had already moved out. Um, <laughs> so... Listen to previous podcasts to understand the boom boom room, but please proceed, sir. So... Um, <laughs> Towards the end of the night, mm -hmm. she was like, "All right, mm -hmm. well, you know, where am I sleeping?" Mm -hmm. Da 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 da. And I said, "Cause you're at your y'all are y'all. I'm at my apartment." <coughs> I, I told her, I said, um, "Well, you're I'll sleep out here with the babies." No, it's not what I said. Mm -hmm. Let me tell my story, okay. please. Um, I said, "I'm sleeping in my bed, and you're going home." And she, she was like, "What?" I'm gonna leave the babies here. And I said, I said, yeah, they're gonna spend the night here. It's a sleepover for the it's kids. It's a sleepover for the kids. No, that that's. Mm -mm. And she was okay with that. No. Mm -mm. Can you let me finish? That's, yeah, that's fine, but I'm not okay with that. I'm sure you're not, and neither was she. And she cried because she was upset, not because the babies were sleeping there with me. It's because you kicked her out. It's because I put her out, mm -hmm. right? But. And here's here's my here's my reason. My reason for that was I wasn't for sure if it mm. was going to work out. And rather than let my daughter and her kids see us together laid up in the bed together. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? No, I know. Right? You still ain't met my son. I, yeah, okay, I know. All right, you don't have to put it on blast. I understand. I'm not it. putting on blast. I'm just making a statement. Um I I Cuz I I made that choice, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Did she go home? She went home. She wasn't happy about it, but she went home. Um, and at the time, it was it was probably the best decision that we had made at that point because you got up and made breakfast. Made breakfast. She came back over to the house, <laughs> and you know. Everything. Picked the babies up, but yeah. had, breakfast, had breakfast, but they didn't catch you in bed. Right, right, right. And so it just, it made sense. It was right? it was a seamless transition. It was a seamless transition. But For the babies. But then, a couple of months later, it, like, and we went about it all wrong. We got married at the Justice of Peace. We didn't tell nobody. We just did it. And then all of a oh, sudden. Yeah, you ate all kinds of crow with your mom all that Oh, time. yeah, for sure. And, um... But my, that's why your mama loves me. But my thing was, <laughs> is I didn't want a cavalcade of females running in and out of my house. But to I see didn't. My, I don't want a my, cavalcade of men running in and out of which, my son's house. Which life. is which I completely understand. whether we're married or not. Uh, it's ooh, still, me. it still takes time. That was a seven. That was only a seven. That was like a four. Really? Um, yeah, Damn. it was like a four. Okay. But I don't, and not to say that there's going to be a cavalcade of men, but you have to understand that there's already several holes in his heart just from I, the I, way that his father dealt with him, the way that my ex dealt with him, right. the way that my father died on him. Mm -hmm. Like, So I feel like... Not that I'm upset by it, but he's no, I he it. is still very selfish about it. So what Because my father was actually really good to him, which was... 
fucking All grandfathers weird. are. All grandfathers Really? So are. he beat the snot out of me for 15 years, but and he's a great grandfather? Fuck him. It Anyways. was it was the same thing with, with Voldemort One's father. She yeah. molested and, and did all this stuff to, to her, but he was great with the kids. I still didn't it, leave a room. I, anyways, we, we, that's I, left... That's Let, a sidebar for another. That's not even for this that podcast. That is never a podcast. Gotcha. Ever. That's for therapy. So yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're <laughs> and I'm a, still working through that. All right. Seventeen years later. And, and I'm very proud of you for that. Oh, thank you. Um, I just the forced move. I think is going to be like the here. You get to travel with him. Figure it out. Because it is what it is. So can I? Because s- that, that's that's too far. Of, I can't. I can't be that far away from my child. Okay. Can I say I something? I can't. That's can, too. That's too far. No, away I get from that. Can I? Can I? Can I say something? If uh, something that I heard Steve Harvey say, ask, mm. ask, <laughs> ask, really? Because you listen to Steve Harvey. Don't do that. Um, when it matters to me, outside of, of that, course, you, I'm it, only going to listen. You don't when care. It you don't care. Me. But oh it's something that I heard Steve Hardy say. Harvey. At Harvey's ass. I'm inebriated. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I get to do that because you're inebriated. Oh, Can I God. have your feet, please? Okay. Thank you. Um, something that. Um, I'm tasting blood. Anyway. What? I, I don't. Did you bite your? I think I bit my tongue. You see blood? Yeah, your tongue's bleeding. Why'd you bite your tongue? I did. It's my teeth. It's not your teeth. It's your tongue. Yeah, it's your tongue. Uh. Okay. Yep. Yeah, taste it? Yes, pennies. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Left field, sorry, y'all. Mid range, like he bit his tongue and he thought it was his tooth. Yeah, no, it's that. It's right there. Nope. Stick your tongue out. Right there. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, sidebar without um, stating sidebar. We'll, we'll, we digress. It, we go back. Steve Harvey said something. He asked this woman, is this the man that you want your son to grow up to be? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he said, he said, then why <laughs> would you stop him from teaching him how to be that man? Because he's me in reincarnate. Mm. Ask your next question. There's not a next question. No, there's not. Why not? Uh, because my teeth are... No, 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 no. The reason... I guess I want him to grow up to be a gentleman like you are and chivalrous uh-huh. like you are and treat a woman the way that you treat me. But it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. Until he wants to do it, he's not going to do it. Because your mama smacked you, Gigi smacked you in the back of the head, your pop smacked you in the back of the head, Deborah taught you English, all this shit. You were raised as a good God-fearing man, and you were married how time? How many times before me? Two times. Two. And what do you do for me that you never wanted?
to do for them. That would be everything. <laughs> Ow, Jesus. That was, that was a pop. That was a pop. Alright. No, no, no. Because you can guide him in all the right... Fin- of course I can. Grandpa can too. Yeah. And Grandpa can do it with 30 years your senior. Oh, yeah. That's the next song. <laughs> um, <coughs> and the love that I always wanted, that I have found in you... Yeah. Was exemplified. Exemplified. Ooh, that good fifty dollar word. That's I like, love that's it. like a thirty dollar word. No, that's fifty dollar. <laughs> How do you exemplify? But it was exemplified in what I witnessed. Their love was. Mm-hmm. She gets look. You witnessed it. She got up. Look, we all put our dirty dishes right there in the sink. Yeah. Where you want yeah. it on the side, where yeah. you want it in the sink, rinse it, blah, 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 blah. I did see that. And she went in there, pulled out her little fucking, <laughs> her little bin that fits right there mm. in the sink. And she washed dishes. And what did he do? Even, mm. even though he came out. He was talking the whole time. Oh, he, he was, was talking the whole yeah, time. He yeah. came out the kitchen talking to you with his hands smooth up in a glass. Yeah. And blowing on the utensils to make they were smooth dry, putting everything back the way that she's been Tetrising for fifty fucking years. Yeah. Because they have been married for sixty four fucking years this September. Mm-hmm. Sixty four years. That is older than both you and I have been alive. Put together, almost. Well, no, like, no, 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 no. We've been, we've been alive 103 years to put okay. together. So ha- almost 75% of that. 80% of our lives put together, they've been married. Yeah. They've been whole ass married. Mm. She taught him how to love her. And because he wanted to, he did. So, so don't get it twisted. I want my son to love a woman the way that you love me. But I know how I learned what I wanted love to be. And that was my grandparents, his great-grandparents, which he gets to witness every day. She lays the bed out for 10 minutes to let it breathe so there's no bed heat. And she changes the sheets once a week. And she vacuums this and cleans that. Right. And don't get it twisted. I do that too. But we don't have the space for him. Right. So what am I going to ask you next? Oh, God. Because it's Mother's Day. Because I'm about to get real offensive. Because you're going to bring my child up. No. No. Mm -hmm. So who reflected how to be a mother for you? Who is the That's person? That's dirty. Who is the person? That's dirty. Yeah, he's not dirty. That's a really good. Because it's three women. Okay, that, and that's okay. It can be. It can be five women. But I'm asking, who helped you? Four women, actually. Who helped you become <clears throat> the great mother that you are? And what did you learn from? What are some takeaways from those mothers that you now know that you have taught? your child or just being motherly to other people or being motherly to my kids or to you think that i mother your children i I think sometimes you can't help yourself it's (laughs) It's kind of it it just comes out because 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 you're not being a you're not being a a two-year-old's mom you're being a grown-ass mom yeah right and sometimes people 
sometimes adults need their grown ass mom to tell them grown ass things because every mom was 16, 17, 18. Oh, and, I've been there. <clears throat> and every mom I didn't get to where I am if I didn't live through what you already done. And every so. and every mom has been 30, 35, especially mm-hmm. in for our age at least, mm-hmm. right? So who were those people for you that made you In order? I mean, it doesn't have to be in order. Because this is going to hurt some people's feelings if I put it it's in It's not going to hurt my feelings. It's going to hurt some people's it's feelings. It's not going to hurt my feelings because you ain't talking about me. Grammy Hall. Okay, Grammy Hall. Granny Wayland. Granny Wayland. My mama. Your mama. And Annie. And Annie. Nah. Okay. My stepmother. Okay. Grammy Hall. Mm-hmm. Because she has the patience of a saint. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't. I can't. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No, I can't because. It's fine. It's okay. It, 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 and it's, no, because she's an amazing human. Like, and, and that's okay, baby. No, no. She, she doesn't judge you. Mm-hmm. She's going to. Look, she was a substitute teacher in one of my classes. And, and you were talking about Grammy Hall. Grammy Hall. Okay. And she brought extra work mm-hmm. because she knew I was going to finish it and start running my mouth. Wow. Like she legit. She knew you. <laughs> she, she knew you. <laughs> she, she knew you. She brought worksheets and was like, okay, now that you're done, and I know all this is right because I done taught you, so you going to sit here and do all this extra credit. Uh-huh. Heifer, I didn't want extra credit. I want to I wanna kick it with my girl. You ain't going to kick it with your girl. Kick it with your girl on the swim team later because that's progression, right? Right, right, right. And you got Granny Waylon. Okay. That heifer was drinking a double deuce. A double deuce double out deuce. the can Budweiser. Damn. Watching a NASCAR race. Gangster. With a Winston 100 hanging out her mouth being like, if you don't clean that pussy that smells like fish, no man ever gonna want it. Wow. <laughs> Make sure you wipe the, that pussy up. <laughs> like. <laughs> you st- No, for real. Like, I had, I had, I had. I had the best of both worlds. Like, oh my God. the 100% Christian that never judged you. Yeah. That never said anything you did was wrong because God was going to forgive you. And learning was like soaking it up. And it was her moment. And it was like, there goes a light bulb. And I did that. Yes. Have her take it. Grow. Knowledge is power. That was Grammy Hall. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you not met her? You've met I, her. I, Granny I, Wayland's dead, so you'll never she, meet her. Grammy Hall feels to me oh. like uh, she's like, like a... Self-cutting can I, can I, can I Can I yes. tell you what, what she what, what, yes. what it felt like for me? For, for... Meeting her for the first time? Can I tell you? Yeah. Absolutely. Please do. I would love... I would love this insight. It was an absolute relief. And it was like, it was like, um, there was no judgment. It was like brand new air. Mm. Right. It was, it was almost like for this whole time I had been drowning. And the minute I met her, the minute I met her, I came up for air. It's like that first breath of air that you get. Mm -hmm. And she just said, come here. It's okay. And you know you always you always know who's full of shit, right? You know who's parent. She got some beautiful brown eyes. Yeah, you always know who's full of shit. Uh huh. And you always know who really doesn't like you, 
who's not really it, not that they don't like you, but no, they adore you. By but there's but, but there's that's not the but point. their main objective is not you. It's no. it's the kids or whatever, right? So when I met in that moment, it was me, right? But when I, I was, I'm happy. But when I met Voldemort 2's dad, he wasn't worried about me. He was worried about the kids, right? But when I met Granny 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 Grammy Hall, Grammy, Grammy. Grammy Hall yeah. It just felt like in that... It was about you. In that small, little 25-second moment... That hug, that she, first hug, it, and it, then prayer. It, it meant a lot to me because um, I don't think in any of the two marriages I ever felt more welcome. So that's that's what I think of Grammy Hall. What All about right. Grandpa? Grandpa's a cool-ass <laughs> dude, though. <laughs> like, I love Grandpa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because we both we both dig on music. He he's a Miles, Miles Davis, Davis guy, of course. And and instantaneously, it was on there. But anyway. as soon as you said Miles Davis, he was like, <laughs> "Do you see? He ignored my whole. He yeah. ignored my whole ass. He was like, huh, that's me. That, yeah. I'm a Miles Davis fan.' So, what, what so, about Rick? So what, 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 another podcast. We're talking uh, about moms. So number three was your mom. Tell me about your mom. No, number two was Granny Wayland. Granny Wayland. Okay. With her double deuce of Budweiser and, and, and her Kingston 100. So number three is my mom. Okay. She was a tough love mom, right? I dropped out of high school for a dude because I was just being a whole ass girl. She was like, "Cool, but you gonna get a job and you gonna pay rent mm-hmm. and you gonna you gonna fix your shit." Like you, if this isn't a free ride, mm. you want to give up your education, then you need to go to work. Right. And I worked three jobs. Yeah. That's why you can't stop not getting jobs now. Oh, Sorry, sh- heifer. Anyway. Can... <laughs> All right. And number no, four. No, but no, it was, she was the, I'm going to tell you once. No, I'm going to ask you nicely once. I'm going to tell you a second time. If I got to come up off this table, mm-hmm. I'm going to whoop that ass. And then, when she was teaching me something, I will tell you how to do it and show you. Okay. The second time, I'm going to guide you through it. The third time is sink or swim, Heifer. Sink or swim. Mm. Sink or swim. And then number and then number. There four. was never a number four There's, in my mama. Oh, you mean my stepmama? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about Miss Peg Bundy. Because I've seen the picture. She looks. Oh, she uh, she nah. looks all like Katie Seagal. Oh yeah, she Peg Bundy. She looks. Yeah, she looks all like Katie leopard Seagal. Leopard print, stretch your pants, and yeah. the heels, cleaning houses and shit. Um, my mom and I had a falling out, and she tried to mother me. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm a rebel child. <laughs> no shit. And. Unfortunate for her as well, I understood the older generation because I appreciated the older generation because I had grandparents. Okay. And I had great grandparents. And I am of the. Thank you. As they call it, the older millennial generation, right? So my grandfather, Grandpa Hall, helped build the internet. I didn't expose myself, or I was not ever exposed to the internet till I was in high school. Yeah. I had a track phone. I had the original T9 text phones at 12 and 13. And I was a big fucking deal at 12 and 13 with a cell phone. Right? Because my parents were separated, so I played them against each other. I had a whole ass cell phone. I was smoking. I was doing whatever I wanted to. 
You were an evil child. I was I was a rebel child. Evil. Um, but I still graduated with a 4.2. Nice. And varsity field hockey, varsity swim team, varsity track and field. So don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. It can be done in sequence. Unfortunately, it's a hard-ass struggle. And I don't want any any child to ever have to do what I did. Just what it is. It's going to happen. But they come out the womb now with an iPhone in their hand. Yeah. Um, nah was... I want you to be a child. I want to dress you up, but I want to blow your hair out with a hairdryer. Heifer, I have curly fucking hair. I have 3A hair. You hit this shit with the air. I got a fro. I got a fro. Do you want to know that at what my father would have been 45, so she would have been 57? Oh, he, she was older than you? Dad? 12 years. 12 years older than him. Huh. Ironic, isn't it? Shocker. Um, she was so jealous that all I had to do was wet my hair and shake it that the third time I did it, she gave up on me. Wow. But when my mother put me out mm-hmm. and said, I've told you three times, I'm done. I have asked you and I've told you and I've asked you and I've told you and I've asked you and I've told you. I'm done trying because I have tried to my wits end. Right? Right. She asked me nicely three times. Mm. She told me three times. And then she had to come up off that table. Mm. So your mom and... Did you Drop me off at my dad's fucking driveway. Did your mom... At 15, after he had been beating me for 12 years. Did your mom and you ever have, like, a physical altercation? Yeah. Of course. Did y'all box? No. She was bitching and moaning, and I threw a piece of cheese at her and asked her if she wanted some cheese with her wine. Oh, you're such a horrible <laughs> <laughs> She was she was drinking a bottle of wine a night. Was was it the box wine or was it like no, some good it, wine? No, it was Arbor Mist. Arbor Mist. The big bottle. To uh, herself. To herself hey, a fucking night. Hey, moms can do that shit. No, I, no. Wow. Don't look at me and say, Why are you drinking? Why are you smoking? You know why? Because I'm getting up and I'm still going to work every day just like you are. Okay. But you gonna kick me out on the fucking curb because I don't go to school? You said if I don't go to school, then I need to get a job. I got three fucking jobs. I drink and I smoke. Okay, bet. But I'm doing what you told me I could do. But the two other things that you don't want me to do, which I currently do, because now it's legal and I'm old enough to do it, wasn't okay then. But yet you signed a marriage certificate me for me to get married, to marry the gay guy two doors down, to get it annulled. So that I wouldn't have to be abused by my father, which I still had to go and be abused by for two years. What? Let's let's save that for <laughs> the therapist, okay? Um, S- nobody has yet to handle it. So, so we're, I'm, we're I'm, 17 years in. I've had five therapists, and none and, of them and, know how to fucking handle and, it. And I'm good. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I got it. You're not certified. I, I am not Continue. qualified <laughs> at all. So, But you asked the question. So she took me in because mm-hmm. she thought that my mother dropping me off in the middle of the driveway, in the middle of the night, because she wasn't going to fucking deal with me anymore. She had to, oh, let me prim and prim you and make you a doll baby and do all these things. And this was this was Peg Bundy. This is no, number four. Yeah, this is this is Nah. This is nah, Peg Bundy. Nah. My stepmother. What is her real name? Annie Heck. 
Oh, well, you don't have to put it on blast. Like, baby, this is on. You asked her real name, Annie this, Heck. This is. Well, nice. Annie Wayland now. National. Wayland. W-A-Y-L-E-N-D. We Annie got people in Sweden Wayland. listening to this. Don't give a shit. Okay. Arrest her ass. Don't care. <laughs> no, because she did me dirty in the end. Okay. Um, so, can I tell you about. I only have two that really truly affected me. Okay. Right. So. My mom, Miss Glenda Nail, Etta May. I was going to say Etta May. As some of you may know her. Etta May. My mom had to make very hard decisions. Mm-hmm. And being the oldest in a quote-unquote black royal family, meaning that my grandfather was a minister of this. Reverend. Uh, Dr. Reverend. Dr. Reverend of this large church, and his oldest daughter was divorced, and blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. <coughs> but this my, is a Southern Baptist church, too. But my so. mom taught me how to, how to love things without knowing how those things were going to turn out in the end. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is she gave me my love of music. My mom never went a day without listening. It was like, so, case in point, we lived in Omaha, Nebraska, in this um, in this uh, duplex. And I had my own room. My sister had her own room. And Oh, y'all was living large, though. We, My mom was doing great at her job and right. all of this stuff. She had this huge yard. Now, we were connected. I think it was a duplex kind of. Oh, uh, but yes, it was Nebraska. But, it, but being... You know, nine, Ten eight years, years old. Yeah. Like you didn't really associate the struggle of a duplex and not, but but or it was a low income. But it was, whatever. But it was like it was like this duplex in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? And it was just this one duplex and all of this field. Anyway, my mom made watching Michael Jackson's Thriller an event. We had popcorn. We sat and watched it. We danced. We we Thriller. oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah the every home. every Friday night my mom and I would watch Friday night videos mm-hmm. every on MTV on no no VH one no there was no VH one there was no MTV oh, that's right, you're old there, <laughs> it came it came on NBC mm. at at I think at eleven thirty after after the news went off before Skinamax. Skinamax is a different a different channel. Gen- different genre. So N- NBC is like NBC. It was like a regular channel. There were three channels, babe. NBC, CBS, and ABC. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Fox wasn't even out yet. No, there Fox was, didn't come out until the nineties. Until the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. There was still there was HBO, but we didn't have cable. We just had the regular. Right, right. The antenna, the bunny ears. U- you had UHF the and VHF. That was what we got. <laughs> <laughs> and access television. Anyway. My mom eight and a half minutes. My mom would always on Friday. We would always sit up and watch Friday night videos. Popcorn, make it an extra special thing. And then my mom loved television, so well she loves movies too. And she loves movies, and so we would always watch. My favorite show to watch in the eighties was Miami Vice. My mom and I was watching Miami Vice. Oh, the the drama. The drama. It was the only show on Wednesday that I could (laughs) stay up late for. (laughs) <laughs> my mom, my mom just gave me a a, a love for the arts, mm-hmm. as it were. But then there's another part of this, 
and there's there's my stepmom and my stepmom gave me the ability to intertwine and infiltrate society intellectual she gave me my intellectual intellectual verbiage as it were mm. because she would not let me settle for being less than may i not can i not can i but may i she would never let me rest she would never she would never take a back seat she would never it was it was there was never any time are you, are you mad at her for that i think at the time um you got frustrated I was, with it i was so done I was so done. I don't Did care. Did you thank her for it now? Oh, no. A hundred percent. Why? Be- because I wouldn't be... I Even without a college education, I mm. still could walk into any building and convince them... And, and speak. And convince mm-hmm. someone that, hey, I, I'm actually pretty good at what I do. Well, your name helps a lot, too. <laughs> that... <laughs> That's the other thing that my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the original thought, but it's worked out, right? My name is, and and this is not any shade to people's names like Javon or Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Or There's no shade did, there. But I saw one. What was it? Janiqua. I could I couldn't even pronounce it. But there's tried. no shade to that because I don't. I look at people, I don't look at names, mm. but I understand that society still looks mm-hmm. at names, right? And I think... And and verbiage. And verbiage. On a phone call. So, what Deborah gave me was something that I, that my mom couldn't give me. Five and a half. Not that she, not that she didn't try, but she gave me culture. Mm. And then Deborah gave me education and, and intellect, or she gave me the ability to know you're not stupid. Because no, you're not. Stupid. Because for the longest time, I was like, I can't do this. Why? Because I you're can't. a black man. No, not, no, not have anything to do with that. It was just I just didn't think that I was smart enough to do. Why this. didn't you think you were smart enough? I didn't have enough confidence in myself. And what Deborah said was. Was it because there was a lack of a male figure in your life? No, there was. There's many male figures in my life, but none. Okay. There was many male figures. Don't don't make your mama a hoe. No, no. I mean, no. They were always hoes. <laughs> I can't with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't really. Hey, look, me, Charles, oh, my God. sister, and Chrissy. We know all. The all, mamas was a hoe. But mamas, that's, that's, all the mamas was hoes. But that's not. That's beyond the point. The point is, is that I had I had male figures. But what Deborah gave me on, like, and we're talking about mothers. Yeah. Was what Deborah gave me was that my mom couldn't give me is the education part of it. So why are you so mad at her? That's a completely different podcast for a completely different time. Which um, is going to be our next podcast because we have three and a half minutes. And would you rather <laughs> bed made or unmade? Made. Why? I don't know. I just feel good to roll the covers back and get in it when you at night. Okay, your turn. Um, TV or no TV? TV. Why? Because <laughs> it's background noise. It's background noise, or you actually see? I no, but I multitask like a wonderful woman, so I'm actually mm-hmm. paying attention to everything that's occurring. So for me, it's background noise, but still attentiveness. Um, sweep or mop? 
Okay, that's a that's an oxymoron. No, sweep or mop. Both. Would you rather sweep or would you rather mop? No, both. Uh, I want to sweep and then I want to no, mop. No, but if you and I were sharing the duty, would you rather sweep or would you rather no, mop? No, I know. I would rather mop. Yeah. I would okay. rather mop. Continue. I would rather mop. Um, Which you've already proven in the Airbnb. Yeah, I love mopping. <laughs> I hate mopping. I will sweep I all damn it. day long. Um, I was like washing dishes but not putting away <laughs> clean ones. Puerto Rico or Bali? Bali. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, I can't say dog or cat because I don't need the answer to that one. Um, cats are evil. <laughs> that's why I say I can't say that. Cats Cat. are evil. Oh, okay. which, by the way, let me give a shout out to Sherry. She's recovering. Oh, yes, happy Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Sherry. Day, Sherry. Uh, <laughs> she had to get surgery. Mm. Um, don't put everything. No, up. I'm not. But um. Prayers. Prayers out to her, and we're wishing her the best in her speedy recovery. Um, blankets on the couch or not? You know, I'm torn because I don't, I don't, I never really liked blankets. But on But when the, you reach for it, it's there. It's, it's there. Nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to say blankets on the couch. Okay, your turn. Um, going out or staying in? For what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. For Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. Going, going out. out. Going out. Yeah. So you had fun tonight. I did. I did I, like, I didn't think I was going to have that I, much fun, but we had a good time. E- even without the heifer and... The heifer the and... The heifer and, and her, her man and showing up. The, bull. <laughs> the, the heifer, heifer and, and the bull. bull. Okay. Not not showing up at the last minute. No, we kidding. Like, we get it. We, we, we understand. Fine. Like, because Katie's We still out. hold ass through axes today. Though. No, we threw a lot of axes today. Because we was willing to show up regardless if you was going to come or not. I think we had already made up our minds yeah, we earlier in the week. Because that's all we were talking about. Yeah, for like, like three days. Hey, we're throwing axes. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, um, um, earlier, late night. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumbest question you've ever asked me. Because I think it's midday. <laughs> the dumbest question. No, I, no, I, I honestly believe it's midday. You only got you only got a couple. Of Late night. Late night. Late night. All right. Um, <laughs> this is the dumbest question so you've there, ever asked. Are there are there any um, oh, any God. shout outs you want to give out right fast for Mother's Day? I'll give a shout out to my mama. Okay. And Grammy Hall. All right. And Granny Waylon, R.I.P. Mm. Um, nah. And all the mothers who don't think that they're good enough, do the best you can with what you got. Your babies, your babies will remember that you loved them the best you could, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that is all that matters. And I would like to give a shout out to my mom. And to Deborah and to my sister, I hope everybody's having a great Mother's Day out there. Remember that the only person that can change a life is a mother, with the exception mm. of a father. When they work in concert together, it always works out for the best. Anyway, that has been our podcast for this evening. Give us a shout and a question to your records and rides, 1871 at gmail.com. And we'll see you back here. <laughs>